Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, as always, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast and sharing this podcast with other listeners all across the country. Again, for another month, I just got the reports back from August, and again, we're achieving over 300,000 unique downloads. So again, very excited. We're averaging close to, uh, I think, and, you know, the average is about four to 5,000 downloads a day uh, of difference. Of course, we have hundreds of podcasts. So again, it's, it's on all platforms, not just one platform. So again, thank you for that success. Again, we love to, to know that we're out there helping people understand the National Electrical Code. And again, we're students of the code just like you. So there's many things in the code that, that we also are learning all the time. So again, we don't profess to be the end all to be all. Anybody that does that is not being realistic. We learn something. There are certain areas of the National Electrical Code that we just don't deal with on a regular basis. So when you read it, it's kind of hard to understand it. And that's what the NEC is kind of a complex document in itself. Now, today's topic, we want to talk about, oh, I should have mentioned, before we go into today's topic, we do have to mention our sponsor. Again, we have lowered prices, okay, on Electrician Pride uh, in order to make some of these things more um obtainable for folks. We understand times are tight. Uh, you have to remember these are print-on-demand things, so they're going to cost a little more than normal, but we appreciate it. The people that are buying the podcast ones that are supporting the show, but there's some great Tesla stuff and everything, you know, to show off your pride as a master electrician, because you know what? If you're a journeyman or a master, you should be very proud of it. And again, this is just a neat way to have some swag that tells people I am what I am. I am a, an electrician. Should be very proud of that. But anyway, let's get through the commercial and then we'll get to today's topic. Because today's topic is about exam preparation, depression, and the cycles that you're going to go through. And we're going to talk about it, and it's very common. And again, depending on the program you're using, you really shouldn't be too depressed based on some scores. And I'll talk about that today in this episode. So let's get through the sponsor, and then we'll dig right into it because I want to relieve some of your stress. Today's show is sponsored by electricianpride.com, your one-stop shop for electrician-specific t-shirts, hoodies, phone cases, mugs, die-cut stickers, leggings, and so much more. Featuring unique designs for electricians, journeymen, and master electricians, as well as electrical engineers and electrical inspectors. For more information on all the products that are available, visit us at www electricianpride.com today. All right, so check it out over there. Again, everything that you purchase does help us out, and we appreciate it. Okay, so let's talk about the, again, now I always say that there's a philosophy that I follow when I teach students, and I've been teaching students for over 30 years. Uh, it is the philosophy of education for an electrical exam preparation, and in doing that, you have to have a structured plan and understand and put your faith in a structured plan. However, every student uh, goes through this period of exam preparation depression, and it kind of goes in cycles. And so I want to talk about it and understand uh, or make it something that you can understand because everybody's going to go through it. I mean, you can study really, really, really hard for an exam, and you get a hold of a test question, uh, and it might be a good question, might be a bad question, might be a poorly worded question. Again, you got to remember human nature. Not every question is going to be the greatest. Uh, 
but we'll talk about the point of a question and why I talk about dissecting a question, whether it's good, bad, wrong, poorly written. It doesn't really matter because every state that write their exams, either they're doing it through PSI. You know, for example, if your state administers an exam and it's done through like PSI, um, PSI doesn't write these questions and then disseminate them to all the states. Each state has a body that gets together and a representative from PSI comes to that state and they sit in a room for days and they hash out questions. PSI doesn't write any of these. So you have to remember, and I was a member of committees that did this, um, you're at the mercy of the people writing the question. So when you get exam prep questions that are in like our fast tracks course, they're written by third parties um, and individuals and uh, things happen. Um, but again, you, you got to understand how to accept the different stages that you're going to go into. Okay. So we want to talk about that and kind of relieve it a little bit so that you, you kind of get an understanding that again, it can go in phases. Now the first phase is, um, the excitement. Okay. So you're preparing for an exam. You get a course like our fast tracks course, which again, shout out, it's probably hands down. My belief is the best course out there. Um, to really walk you fundamentally through the code. Um, now, the code questions that are in our database uh, aren't written by us, and there could be some good ones and bad questions, but that's separate to the course. The course is actually the course material, not the questions. They're just there as a database to help you prepare for an exam. But I do teach you how to take a question and really dissect the question so that you can use it to your benefit, whether it's good, bad, poorly written, whatever. might be a great question. So we go through that fundamentally uh, in, in a lot of my exam prep courses that I do with people and in the one-on-one and tutoring training and things like that. So, but let's talk about the exam depression cycles that you're liable to go through and how you're going to deal with those. Uh, so number one is the excitement. So you're ready to take your exam. You purchase a course or you get a hold of some questions. Hopefully you do something at a plan because, again, it's not going to do you any good to just flip through the code book. Um, and in that plan, you get a hold of some, uh, you know, you get excited because, again, this is a milestone for you, achieving your licensure. I, I, don't, I don't put it very lightly. Becoming a master electrician to me, especially like for the state of Texas, they have the exact equivalent uh, um, authority as an electrical engineer in designing a building. It's the way it's written, the statute's written in the state of Texas. So don't take that lightly because you can design buildings equally to a, an engineer. Um, with some exceptions, obviously, but in general, you have that type of authority and the Texas department of licensing regulation understand that. And so they, it weighs very heavily when the individuals get together to write the exam questions to really test your knowledge. And that's why the successful success versus pass rate versus fail rate in the state of Texas is, uh, the failure rate, uh, is pretty high. So the passing rate's pretty low. So again, taking all those things into consideration, so you're excited and you're getting your program and you start putting your program together whether you know, hopefully you, again you do it in a structured program and when you do that um you're you're excited about it okay uh you really want to learn this material so you really have a euphoric high you're excited to get into a program you really really want to dig into it and you start working your course material you really feel you got the knowledge uh and the next thing you get into uh is what's called the curiosity phase now, the curiosity phase is you start going into this mental thing about my test is 90 days away, 60 days away. 
you know, uh, what exactly is on the exam and what should I be studying versus just following the program. Okay. If you have a good program, just follow the program. But you start getting that curiosity phase. So the mind starts wondering about, am I studying the right thing? Um, and I get a lot of questions from people who will email me and call me and, and text me and, and things like that that will say, Paul, I'm studying for a journeyman exam or I'm studying for a master exam. What should I be studying? And my response is, without fail, every time is you should be studying the National Electrical Code. It doesn't matter. I don't differentiate between journeyman versus master when it comes to studying the code. That makes it simple. Now, some people will try to steer you that there's a journeyman studying path and there's a master studying path, and I call that BS, really. That's a way for me to force two courses down your throat, okay? There's one National Electrical Code, and you study it. Now, the only difference is, depending on how much time you focus in 210, for example, 210.52 for receptacle placements and residences versus questions you might have when it comes to commercial, obviously, there's going to be less of those 210 type of questions for, uh, that would have to do with a residence, on a commercial for exam. But remember, the exams aren't residential versus commercial. Their master's going to have residential on it. It's going to have commercial on it. Okay? Uh, And so, again, it's so much easier to teach a student and say, look, don't fall for the BS. Study for the code. Make sure that you have enough time, and that's why we have these plans. That's why we tell people to study if you're in a pinch. And again, you need to do 60 day or 90 days, although you have a whole year in our program. But again, if you're going to focus on a plan because you got to achieve something by a certain date, that's when you use a plan. Um, Then you need to stick to the plan. Don't wander. So even though you're going to get this curiosity in, in kind of phase two here, do not deviate from the path. Okay. All right. Next three is called deep, intense study phase. Now, this is where you really start reading the material, and in your mind, you start bouncing around from section to section and section to section, and and you start wanting to read more into it, right? You want to start saying, well, wait a minute. This isn't real world versus what is the test world, and most of the exam prep courses are going to teach it as pure code, okay? And it is going to be understood that in an exam environment, They could present a question that is totally not plausible in the real world. You might not do it. For example, they could ask you tons of calculation questions based on the standard method in Article 220, Part 3, when in reality, we're probably going to use the optional method in Part 4, probably the majority of the time. So the reason that we teach the standard and the optional It's because you have to understand how to do the standard if you're going to size neutral conductors because you don't use the optional to size it, okay? So it's important to understand every aspect of it so that you go into it with that mentality. Now, something that we do different in our fast tracks as we're on this deep, intense, uh, this deep, intensive study phase that you're going through of this exam depression cycle is that we break it down using formulas in worksheets, And you should be printing those worksheets off. You should be using those every time you do a calculation, even when you do the competency reviews, even when you work anything on an exam. So print them off and make tons of copies of these because they're usually also latent with code references as well that can give you kind of a tip. Now, people say, but Paul, I can't use these on an exam. Well, absolutely not. But you're in your study phase. You're not taking an exam right now. 
And so all of the study tools and resources that are available, you need to follow because you're in this intense, deep analysis study phase. And I don't want you to go off on a different path saying, well, I see a code question, but that's not really how we would do it. Don't worry about it. Okay? A test environment is different than a reality, real-world environment. But you're trying to study for an exam. Okay? You'll know how to switch this into the reality when you get into the field. But right now, you have to pass an exam. And so we're testing your knowledge of maneuvering the National Electrical Code, as well as when it comes to calculations, that you understand the basic concepts of solving for the best possible answer, right? So that's your deep study phase, your deep, intense study phase, where you're going to start looking at things and you start questioning it, saying, but does this mean this, and why does this say this? You know, why does it say for motors that I use a certain voltage value when we know that the nominal values, you know, why does it say 115 when you know that it's 120? And look, just follow the values that are given to you in the question. Don't get too, um, this is that phase where you start looking at it and you start gaining a little knowledge and you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, don't do it. Just follow the material, okay? Now, the next phase is where things start to go south for people. They really are reading the material. They're deep into it. They've they, they're excited, they got curiosity about what's on the exam and whether they're studying the right path. Then they went into that deep, intense study phase, and then now they're saying, oh, I'm getting a good hang of this. I'm starting to really retain the information, um, and I'm starting to analyze it, which we want you not to go too deep. Then you get to what's called the resulting poor score scenario, right? So this is a situation where you get a test and you score poorly. Or you get an exam question that just sticks in your mind because you just don't get it. Because in somewhere in that mind, you're thinking that one question is going to be the reason that you fail an exam. Now, for people out there that fail an exam by one question, they're trying to rationale the fact that if I had got this one question right, that I would have passed the exam. That is a wrong way to think about it. Because if your score was so low that the hinging point on you passing was one question, then you really didn't know the material. Because when you go back to take the test, the chances are you're not going to get the same pool of questions. And while you might get that question over again, you're going to get a different question that you might get wrong. So I tell people all the time, don't dwell on a poor test result. Um, Just motivate yourself to go back and read the material. Uh, so in our fast tracks program, for example, if somebody does a competency review and they get a really low score, I, I try to tell them they need to keep those scores in the upper 80s to lower 90s, and that's my way of saying you don't be in a don't be in a rush. Um, go back, reread the material, and so in our programs, that's when I reference you to use our the textbook. Um, click on the textbook. It's not because you're going to find the answer written in black and white. It's because that's forcing you to go back to that unit and read the material again. That's really what I want you to do. I want you to read the material again so that you can comprehend what you're reading. That's the important part. So when you do that, you're going to get a refresher of knowledge that might, at that point, 
point you to where you need to be in the National Electrical Code to, to find your answer. Or if it's calculation, it might refresh the memory because usually we'll give examples and formulas and calculations and things like that. Um, and it's to, it's to keep you fresh because you just finished reading a unit, for example, and you're taking an exam uh, test questions and you get something. Uh, and that's why I tell people, in, oh, by the way, for those that are in our programs, you can go get the 60-day or 90-day plan, study plan. It's free, available on the masterthenec.com website right there on the front page. You'll see it. Um, that is not a program. That is just a plan. You use that in conjunction with the Fast Tracks program. Now, the only program we have that is specifically designed around a plan is our 30-day because, again, people that are in a crunch, they only have 30 days for exam, then they can do they can get that program. It allows some tutoring from me, and then what happens is it's really, really, really condensed. So you have to be committed, okay, for five full days a week of study for four hours each night, okay? That's intense, and I can't help it. Uh, there's no shortcut. You have to put in the time, okay? Um, so, again, other than that, any of our Fast Tracks programs, you can use the 90- or 60-day study plan, or if you're not going to get, if you're not worried about taking your license within the next uh, 90 days, and maybe it's uh, six months out, then, then uh, you can do it at your own pace. Um, but, again, if you follow some kind of plan, uh, then, again, you're going to get the knowledge quickly, and then it gives you more time to work on some of those uh, practice exams that are at the bottom of your console. Um, so, anyway, so, again, talking about the phases of depression. So you get a, you're at stage four, you get this poor score. Uh, and my recommendations here is for all the students, look, if you get poor score, take that as a challenge. Go back, reread the material in that unit. Again, that's a reason why it's broken down by unit, by unit, by unit, so that you don't go willy-nilly through the code. You go back specifically to the area that gave you the, the most trouble in that specific unit, and you reread it. Remember, this is not a, this is not a sprint this is a marathon. You're trying to gain knowledge. And for some reason, sometimes life gets in the way. And what happens is we, we have a hard time comprehending something uh, or understanding it. Uh, and that's why I'm here. I am here for you to send me emails. Send me, uh, if you're in the program, uh, send me emails. Eventually, I'm probably going to stop answering the general public's question because, again, I get literally thousands of these and as we now have literally tons of people that are rolling into our courses, um, it's still 2020 has been an amazing year, at least for our programs. And I mean, I'm literally talking to, I mean, I, I can't even begin lately now to give you an accurate number of the number of students that are in our programs. Um, but I personally spend time grading every student's work in the Fast Tracks program. Of course, in the residential, commercial, industrial, grounding, and bonding, I do the same thing. So, again, very time-consuming, but that's part of my mission. And you've invested in the course. You put the money in there. You put the time in. It's only right for me to give you my time and my attention. Okay, So, eventually, it's going to mean that I can't answer the public questions because I'm so intense at, uh, and dedicated to answering my students' questions. And that's important to me, definitely important to me. So anyway, don't let a poor score get you down. Think of it as a challenge. And remember, some questions are just written poorly. But remember, in our program, for example, the questions that you'll get in large are a lot more difficult than you're going to see on an exam. Now, especially in our competency reviews. The competency review stuff is really, really tough. 
okay? Because it's not always an A, B, C, D answer. Now, of course, the practice exams are just there to test your skills, to get you used to maneuvering through the NEC. And again, I recommend you doing at least one of those a week as you study. Uh, If you can do two, that's great. Take them over and over and over again, even though they're the same, some of the same questions will be re um, cycled in. Keep taking them. This is testing your skills. And remember what I say take a question, dissect it, look for all possible ways that you could answer this question. Get your money's worth of, out of each question. And sometimes you're going to encounter a really poor question. It's okay. Remember, they're only humans, and we write these questions. They can't all be perfect, all right? Now, I don't author the book that these questions come from. I don't author that. Now, I have intimate uh, with the residential, commercial, and grounding and bonding programs, but I don't write these. So when we do these, we add our own stuff on top of that. That's what you know makes it our program. But when I give you the database of questions, um, those questions are questions that are not written by us, okay? So, again, that's not to say that we would never give you a bad question. I'm just saying there's a lot of questions. It's, it's over 800 questions in that database. So may you get one poor question or two poor questions or three poor questions? Absolutely. You might get it. But you know what? You're going to also get that on an exam as well. So just move back past it. Don't dwell on it. And don't let it get you down. Put you in that depression. If you get a low score, do it again. Do it again. Keep doing it, and those scores will come up, and it gives you that confidence. But don't let it wreck your day, okay? Really don't. Because, again, and I would worry less about the bad question, and I'd worry more about how you're doing in our program, how you're doing on the competency reviews. That's where I'd really focus my concern. If your score is in the 30s, 40s, and 50 percentile range on our competency reviews, then you really need to worry, okay, because those are the tougher questions. However, if I had to equate those, um, if our question and you got a, a 30 on it, or, and I shouldn't say that, if you got about a 50 or 60 on ours, then it probably equates to about a 70 to 75 on some, on, maybe on an exam. They are tough questions. So just don't get down. Get up again. You need to restart that cycle and get back to the excitement phase and realize, you know what? I'm learning new material, okay? And that's what you need to realize. It's new material to you, all right? And don't overthink it. Now, what we end up on is stage five because we had that poor question, that poor score. Then we fall into what's called exam anxiety and the the depression um, bottom point. And this is where you, because of some test scores, because of some questions, you fall into that depression. Now, how do you get out of it? Are you as easy as taking another exam question and you getting a good score on it? Does that lift you out of it? Um, And here's how I tell students all the time. Look, you're studying. You're having a lot of overload of information. You need to lift yourself back into the excitement mode, and you're going to go through these phases again. But understand that this, again, is a marathon. It is not a sprint. Get out of the depression. Realize it might have been a bad code question or a really difficult one. And, or maybe I did an exam. Here's how I like to think about it. If I do a competence review and I get a really low score on it, that's a challenge for me. 
because that tells me there's some critical information in this unit that is going to be very beneficial to me. So I'm going to take it again. I'm going to go over that unit a second time. Again, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Now, I understand that you have a deadline coming up. And I think a lot of times, again, we get real anxious. But again, it's all about studying the right way versus racing through it the wrong way and trying to just cover units, trying just to cover ground. Don't be in a hurry. The only people that have to worry about that is the people that are in the 30-day course. And they need to really intensely study, okay? Uh, Because, again, that is uh, there's no other way to say it. That is like drinking from the fire hose, uh, and it's going to be intense, okay? So all those things to think about, those are kind of my exam depression cycles that you go through. Uh, Again, uh, recapping, you're going to go through extreme excitement to be in a program. You're going to get into that curiosity phase, what might be on an exam if I'm studying the right way. Again, follow the plan. You're going to get into this deep, intense study where you're going to start questioning some of the stuff and how it would be in a real world versus an exam world, and you got to realize you're, you're studying for an exam world, then you're going to result in occasionally getting a poor score. That should only be a trigger to tell you, you know what, I need to redo this unit. I need to redo this exam, and I need to take it again, or I need to stop. And if I have some questions, shoot them off to me so that I can explain them to you in a little better detail to, to clear up the fog and jump right back in there, Okay. No sense in dwelling down in there. But as a result of those bad score you might get, you're going to go into this what's called exam exam anxiety and depression low point. you got to get yourself out of it. And remember, the only reason it got you there, the only reason you got there is because you had a poor test question or a poor score. Take the question again. Do the exam again. Read the unit again. You need something to lift you out of it. The only way to get it out of it is to get a good score or to really comprehend and understand. And if there's something you don't understand, we're here. That's what you pay for the course. Anybody can put a course out there on NEC. It's pretty easy to do. What you paid for is for me to be able to be there, to got to have your back when you have a question and you need to utilize it. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm dedicated to. So again, Got to get out of that exam depression cycle, uh, and you can do it. And stay positive, stay excited. Remember, being an electrician is one of the greatest professions in the world. Okay, You have something in common with Thomas Edison. You have something in common with Nikola Tesla. Okay, You you have something. You, You have a passion for electricity. You have a passion for this trade. Okay, And again, you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't have that passion. I believe in you. I believe you'll get out of that depression state. I think you'll be successful. Uh, I think I'll be extremely proud of, of all the work you've done. So, again, I'm here to help you any way I can. You can email me at info, I-N-F-O, at masterthenec.com, uh, or you can download the app from our website. You can contact me through the app. I'm more than happy to answer questions that way as well, the best I can. Uh, it's kind of hard on the phone pecking it out, but I'll do the best I can. And then sometimes you can even give me a call. My number is 214-945-0653. Many people are amazed when they call in here and they actually get to talk to me. Um, I'm not sure why because I answer the phones like anybody else and I'm the technical guy. I'm the one that's going to help you with your question. Um, Again, 
I really like it when my students call me. I really don't have the time to dedicate to a lot of people that call that don't invest in our courses. Um, and again, I love helping people. I love doing free videos. I love doing free podcasts. But again, um, if you invest in me, I'm invested in you. Okay, so again, I will still help everybody, but my primary concern is to help my students. Okay, and then once you're a student of mine, you're a student of mine for life, and I'm always here to help you whenever I can. Okay, so hopefully you got something out of today's episode, and uh, it helps you out. Till next time, folks, stay safe. God bless, and again, get out of the depression. It's just one question. It's just one exam. You got this. Trust me. The Fast Track program is a lot tougher than most people think. 